Testing one, two. We welcome you to the I Believe in Jesus broadcast. We thank you for coming this today to listen to what the Lord has to say. We are praying for you folks around the nation. And we are praying that you remember us here in the United States. We need your prayers. If we can begin today with oh, coming together in one mind and one accord in prayer, it would be wonderful. So glad to be back with you. You know, the title of the radio program tells you what we're about. We believe in Jesus. Lord, we come to you humbly before you. We thank you for this opportunity, for this open door to minister to our brothers and sisters around the world and even the opportunity to speak to those that don't know you, that think that there is another way into heaven. We are here, Jesus, to speak truth. We are here, Lord, asking you to allow the Holy Spirit to come and rest upon me that you might speak, that you might be glorified, Lord Jesus. And we ask that the ears and the hearts of the people that are listening will be open, that they will, that your people that are listening will be strengthened. We pray for the lost to be saved, for the sick to be healed. Lord, I know that nothing is impossible with you, Jesus. I know that you are the healer. I know that you took stripes upon your back thousands of years ago, that people might be healed by the ministry of the spoken word. And Lord, we thank you, Jesus, for who you are. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. And I bind the enemy and I loosen the anointing of my precious Savior, Jesus Christ. It is so wonderful to be born again. It is so awesome to be in the kingdom of God. And as I was seeking the Lord for what he wanted to speak to you, the Holy Spirit whispered uh, direction this morning about coming to you with the story of Jesus and Peter. When Peter was commissioned by God to preach the word of God, he went through many different things. Amen. Peter is a perfect example of what every person is like when they first find Jesus as their Savior. There's much work to be done in us all. Amen. And the story I'm going to be reading to you is a conversation that Jesus had with Peter that is very powerful. Jesus said to come on the broadcast and, and read these scriptures. And as these scriptures are read out of John 21, beginning at verse 15, he is saying to you and asking you this same question that he asked Peter. So listen closely. And you that are saved can answer the Lord privately. Let him do a work in your heart. And those that are lost, I don't need to ask you if you love Jesus because you don't. Because you have not accepted him as your personal savior, you do, you have, you do not love him. If you loved him, you would surrender, you would repent of your sins and accept him as your personal savior. So I'm believing as these scriptures are read that the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ will be able to convict you for not loving Jesus because after all, Jesus loved all 
everyone that he ever created, and he created all mankind enough to die for them. He laid his life down for you willingly. And once you're saved, he wants, begins a process in your heart, a change of that heart to where we will come to the place where we will never deny him that we will be obedient servants and that we will fulfill the first and greatest commandment of all. And that's to love our Lord with all our heart, all our mind, all of our soul, and with all of our strength that no other love would ever come before him. So listen closely as Jesus conversed with Peter that day. Verse 15. So when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yes, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Then feed my lambs. He saith to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He says unto him, Yes, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Then feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things, thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, Then feed my sheep. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, When thou wast young, thou girdest thyself, and walkest whither thou would. But when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thine hands, and another shall gird thee, and carry thee wherever thou wouldst go. This spake he, signifying by what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he saith unto him, Follow me. Then Peter, turning about, seeth the disciples whom Jesus loved, following, which also leaned on his breast at supper, and said, Lord, which is he that betrayeth thee? Peter, seeing him, saith to Jesus, Lord, and what shall this man do? Jesus saith unto him, If I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. Then went this saying abroad amongst the brethren, that that disciple should not die. Yet Jesus said, Not unto him he shall not die, but if I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to you? Jesus spoke very plainly, very profoundly to Peter in these scriptures. And Jesus is asking all of you these questions today that are listening to the word of God through an earthen clay vessel. Jesus is saying to you, do you love him? Some of you that are born again, that are listening to this broadcast, oh, need to hear these words. Because you're saying, yes, I love the Lord, and Jesus knows I love him. Yet you're withdrawing from the call of God upon your life. Jesus was confronting Peter. He was provoking him to allow the Holy Spirit to truly search his heart. What kind of love did he have for God? 
Jesus knew that there was a type of love in Peter's heart for him, but yet it was not a completely devoted love that Jesus desires in all of his people. The most important question that Peter ever faced in his life was whether he possessed a devoted love for his Lord. There are two Greek words as we're all familiar with for love, and they're used here. The first is the agapo, by love means an intellectual and uh, purposeful love, primarily of the mind and the will. The second is the phileo, involves a warm, natural affection of the emotions, thus a more personal and feeling of love. Through these two words, Jesus indicates that Peter's love must be not only of the will, but also of the heart. A love springing from both purpose and personal attachment. Jesus' question to Peter is the great question for all believers. We must all have a personal heartfelt love for and devotion to Jesus. There are reference scriptures you could look up. Matthew 10, 37, Luke 7, 47, 1 Corinthians 16, 22, 2 Corinthians 5, 14, Galatians 5, 6, Ephesians 6, 24. Jesus told Peter, once he answered, Yes, Lord, thou knowest that I love him, then he commissioned him and he called him. Jesus' description of believers as lambs is here. We've been teaching in our church about following Jesus as the lamb, allowing that lamb characteristic of Christ, his meekness to be developed in our lives. Jesus was telling Peter, if you love me, then you're going to feed my lambs and you're going to feed my sheep. And in, this implies three things that we need to be aware of. We need continual pastoral care. Hallelujah. You never grow up enough. Oh, I'm speaking to someone out there around the world. You never get so mature in the Lord, in the knowledge of His Word, in the gifts, and in the power of even speaking His Word, where you do not need pastoral care. You pastors that may be listening, I speak to you and to your hearts. Oh, you need mentoring. Maybe it's on another level than the sheep in your pasture but you still need a pastor we need to feed constantly upon the word of God so that in season and out of season we have a word for the lambs and for the sheep if we are not constantly in the word of God we will have nothing to feed them Jesus was provoking Peter to think about where the level of his love was where his his devotion was to, to Jesus and to the Word of God. The Word of God should be your first love. Jesus is the Word. How in the world do Christians separate the two? They are deceived. If you love Jesus, you will have a hunger and a thirst for the Word of God that will override all the cares of this life and will bring you into a place, people of God, where you will even 
even wake up in the natural in the morning and you will feel a hunger that supersedes your necessary natural food and you will find yourself having to run to the word of God to devour the word that's where Jesus wants us to be so that we can feed his lambs and we can feed his sheep since sheep are prone to wander into danger we need repeated guidance protection and even correction oh my as a minister of God I can bear witness with that when the shepherd the under shepherd uh, that has the anointing to truly pastor sheep uh, comes into that area where they have to correct the sheep uh, where the sheep know that and think that they're going the right direction when the shepherd given wisdom from God to watch over them nurture them and protect them gets the word from the Lord that the sheep are going in the wrong place then uh, nine times out of ten uh, the sheep are not where they should be in the meekness of God in the humility of God and they begin to think that they know more than the shepherd maybe because they move in the gifts of the spirit oh but there is an anointing on the pastors that are truly called of God that will give them insight and direction oh my to protect those sheep and oh I pray right now that those that are listening to the sound of the Holy Ghost that is over the airways right now speaking to you that you will humble yourself and if you don't have a pastor then you pray the Holy Ghost leads you to one and you submit you find out that they're a true pastor not a hireling that's out for money you ask the Holy Ghost to lead you to a man or a woman of God or both uh, that are under the anointing of the Holy Spirit to shepherd uh, and you get under that shepherd uh, and you help them uh, and you obey them uh, and it will be profitable to you and then you will be able to be used by the Lord to feed the lambs and to feed the sheep uh, even if it's one on one everyone in the body of Christ is called to teach and to minister and to exhort and to encourage others in the pasture of God. So I speak to you under the anointing of God. You, if you find you a true shepherd, they're going to warn you of danger. There's going to be times where they're going to have to correct you. You need to receive the correction. You need to get on your knees and you need to thank God you, that he set you under someone that loves you enough to correct you hallelujah so he was dealing with Peter about these things he was slightly rebuking Peter yet provoking him to think allow the Holy Spirit to search his heart to find out where his level of love was Jesus knew that Peter did not have a completely devoted heart to him at times there were still things in his life that he loved more than Jesus Jesus above all our creator knows that there's a process going on 
that he is working in us. And he knew that he was working this complete devotedness in Peter. We know that Peter ended up being crucified. Oh, in a place where, oh, look, at, look just think about Peter, where he went, uh, where he came from, and where God led him to, to a point where he totally loved Jesus so much that he said, I'm not even worthy to be to die as my Savior died. Turn my cross upside down. Oh, Peter learned to love and be devoted to his God. And that's what Jesus is saying to you. Lovest thou me? If you do, then you're going to be totally devoted to me. You're not going to hesitate. You're going to let me prepare your heart. You're going to let me fill your heart. And you're not going to hesitate when I desire to use you. Because you love me enough to be absolutely obedient to me. And verses 21 and 17, he said the third time here, feed my sheep. Jesus considers love for him as the basic, glory to God, thing and qualification for Christian service. Other qualifications are needed, of course. But love for Christ is the top priority. And for others is indispensable. Without the love of God, 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 3 says, Glory to God that we will be nothing but a clanging brass cymbal. So let's get our priorities right today. Hallelujah. Thou shalt stretch forth, he's told Peter in verse 18, your hands. These words refer to the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Amen. Peter was crucified in Rome many years later under King Nero at about the same time that Paul was martyred. And, and, that, you know, we, and that was a, a glorification to God. Uh, Paul was beheaded for Christ, uh, but Peter at his own request, uh, as I mentioned earlier, was crucified upside down. Now, crucifixion is one of, the, if not the cruelest forms of death. Uh, and Peter saying, turn me upside down, made that death even more suffering uh, and more uh, uh, more of a sacrifice, glory to God, than what we would have ever expected Peter to do. But that was because he came to the place where he loved Jesus with all of his heart, that self no longer mattered to him. I know that there are a lot of people around the world that are being persecuted. I know that you listening by airway in all the nations, we are speaking out to 122 nations, including our own. Here in America, we have minor persecution. In comparison to what the Christian brothers and sisters are going through in the third world countries for Christ, we wouldn't even say we are being persecuted. Not in any kind of measure that you are. I know that the Lord is speaking to his people today. And I know that he is asking you these questions in order that you will come to him. Go to him. I, I encourage you to take these scriptures before the Lord. And, and he's called you to preach and to teach the word of God right in the midst. Right in the midst of uh, places around this world that it it may cost you your life uh, I can't and will not say that I understand what that's like because I don't 
But I say unto you that I know my Jesus. I can say that I know the same God that you know. And I can say to you, that as he said to Peter, even though he knew it would literally cost Peter everything, it cost Peter being away from his family, it cost Peter giving up a, a fishing business, it cost Peter everything of self, just as it costs and should cost every believer. We don't want to just be uh, lukewarm Christians. We we want to be totally, completely sold out for God, on fire for God. And as you're on fire for God and totally committed, if you're on fire for Him, you can, you can believe this. He's going to fuel your fire. And I pray right now that you that have heard this word will, will just fall upon your knees and say, God, give me the grace. Give me the grace to love you more. Bring me to that place in the spirit realm where you brought Paul and you brought Peter. You brought them to a place of brokenness. You brought them to a place where they loved you totally and completely. And even if it endangered their physical life, they were going to get up without hesitation. And they were going to speak the word of God. If it were in the streets, if it were in the family, if it were in pulpits, uh, if it was out under open air, wherever the opportunity came, they were no longer going to be childlike and hold back the word of God. They were going to see that the that their heart now was on fire. As the prophet Jeremiah said, the word of God is like a fire shut up in my bones. And uh, oh my, that's what we need, church. We need the whole church, not just the fivefold men. Ministry, but we need the church, the body of Christ on fire for him. That when we've been so much in his presence, so much in his word, studied his word, meditated on his word, that in the twinkling of an eye, when someone that is lost or someone that is sick or, or a brother or sister that's downhearted comes across our path, that we will be so full of Jesus, that we will be ready in and out of season to speak a word into season a word that will have power a word of God that will bring life and it will overcome darkness oh I pray right now Lord Jesus as we close this broadcast I pray for those that are listening I thank you God that the word of God has been spoken under the anointing of the Holy Ghost with the authority of God I thank you Lord that lives oh Lord you're showing me that there are many people that are falling upon their knees repenting that they truly confess they really have been deceiving themselves to think that they love you with all their heart but there's a part of their heart they have not yet given oh Lord I thank you that you're touching them only Jesus people can change a heart I thank you that the lost are being convicted you're going to hell if you don't accept Jesus you're going to hell good works are not going to get you in. You must repent of your sins and you must accept Jesus Christ as the only Savior of the world. The only way into an eternity in heaven. You're not going to get there by any other means. Jesus Christ said I am the way, I am life, and I am truth. And it is by me and by the blood of Jesus Christ only in faith in that blood that you can enter into an eternity of heaven. If you don't go that way, you're going to hell.
you're going to be tormented the rest of your life. There's no hope for you. So I pray if you don't know Jesus, you feel the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost to repent of your sins. That Jesus and accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. God bless you. We're going to continue to pray for you. Oh, and I send the love of God to you around the world. My brothers and sisters in Christ, stand strong. Be not afraid, but be of good courage. The Lord God is with you. Let him do a new thing in your heart today. God love you. Feed his lambs. Feed his sheep. For the Lord is soon coming. God bless you.